0: Unfortunately, Windows sucks. Is It's kind of like saying Comcast sucks. It's like, yeah. what are your options? Right. <laughs> do you want a Linux, which has very, very little um, compatibility? Or do you want a Mac, which is compatible with everything of its own brand yep. and nothing outside of it? Yep.
1: And also really stupid expensive.
2: Right. Like, It's not even really worth the price except for the name, in all honesty, unless Mm -hmm. you need to be using Apple software for something.
1: Right. Alrighty, so, um, I guess, welcome back to Nerdscape, the semi-weekly podcast where two siblings with not nearly enough time on their hands uh, get together on a semi-regular basis and discuss nerdy stuff. I am Ralma.
2: I'm Ben.
1: And today we have a special guest with us. Uh, Jax, if you would like to introduce yourself.
0: Hello, my name is Jax. I am six foot tall. (laughs) I wear glasses. I'm married to Rama. I like nerdy things.
1: (laughs) Perfect. So we're back after a, a break from last week for Mother's Day. And this week we are talking Final Fantasy. Just mostly in general, yeah, um, we did kind of determine there are only really three games that all three of us um have actually completed, which is a little odd that it overlaps that way
2: yeah and and it's it's a nice little overlap because there's they're there's kind of spread out as far as release.
1: Yeah, it's a nice generational spread.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's kind of odd. (laughs) Especially since uh, Brahma didn't really get into Final Fantasy until after uh, 13 came out. Mm -hmm. Somehow, she still managed to (laughs) to get into the PlayStation generation.
1: Well, that was your fault.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was my fault. And I am totally okay with taking credit for that.
2: I actually got into it around the same time I think, maybe a little bit before.
0: Well, 13 was your first one, wasn't it? I yes,
2: it was the first one I started playing, but I actually finished 10 before I finished 13. Oh, right, right, right. Interesting. Yep. Um and I'd played a little bit of 6 around the same time, but I didn't get very far into it.
1: Was it a was it like a a generational thing like the SNES was it just too different?
2: Um, I think it was just, it was time, I was, I was, at the time I was looking for something maybe a little less retro. Mm. Um, I still do want to go back to 6, but it was just,
0: I haven't really had the access, I guess. Gotcha. 6 is excellent, and I do recommend it very, very much. Yeah, and, like,
2: I enjoyed what, what little I did get to play of it, um, and it was actually, like, one of the, uh it was on the cartridge on the SNES still said
0: Final Fantasy 3 on the label <laughs> Yeah that was my earliest experience with Final Fantasy was actually uh I got a hold of the original Final Fantasy on the NES cartridge and it was not a very good cartridge at all so oh, wow. <laughs> when I got it to play I'd be able to play for about 5 10 minutes Oh no so I I'd, I'd basically leave the castle Leave the town, get into a few fights, and then, you know, blue screen of death. Although uh, on the on the NES would be blue, red, green, yeah, yellow, blue, red, yellow.
1: <laughs> I think ours was just green, and there was like this yellow line that would like travel its way down the screen.
0: Yeah, that that happened on a lot of things. Old well, cartridges, well, old cartridges anyway. Yeah. Yep.
1: My first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy VII.
2: That was actually one of the later games that I actually ended up playing.
1: And you haven't technically finished it, right?
2: Right. I've, yeah, I've seen it played through almost all the way. I know all of the story beats. I know, I know the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that, I almost forgot that... Uh, Advent Children was actually my introduction to Final Fantasy.
1: That's interesting.
2: Oh, that's right. Like, like, like before somebody. I'd even gotten into it, yeah. My uh, freshman roommate in college, um, he had he had a mild obsession with uh, with Final Fantasy Seven, <laughs> and um, he had gotten a hold of Advent Children, and was and watched it one night, and I was there, and it was, I mean, it was a good movie. It
1: was a good movie. I think it's a good movie. I know a lot of people don't think it's a good movie, but I like it.
2: <laughs> I mean, it was enough to get me interested, though the, um, the over-obsession kind of kept me at bay for, for probably about two years before I actually got into Final Fantasy after that point.
1: I have a problem with that, too. Like, anything that's like really, really popular, like mainstream, like just that fact alone tends to turn me off.
2: And not not in a, oh, it's mainstream things are bad, just I'm always worried about being overhyped and let down by something.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: So it's, it's kind of a way of managing my own expectations.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. It's kind of like, um, what's a good representation of that? Oh, it's uh, kind of like when Rama played through uh, 15. Um, and based on her reactions, I pretty much dropped everything and played the game myself. I had very different emotional responses to the game compared to her. I'm um, still very valid, still very good game. I enjoyed it a lot, but we had such different emotional beats in that game that it's, yeah, it's not even comparable. Yeah.
1: You walked out of the kitchen into the living room, and I was in tears.
0: <laughs> and then you waved at me like to go away yep. because stuff was happening. And I'm like, okay, I'll go play some more Dot .hack. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there was... I don't know. There was something that didn't quite have the emotional weight I would have liked, and we'll get into this more when we get into spoilers. Mm. But I'm not sure if that was because of the way it came across, or if it was something that had been... if it was because it was something that had been spoiled for me.
1: Oh, um, you got right. spoiled? I did. Oh,
0: I, yeah. that's disappointing. Yeah. It was it was, was, it, was it contextual spoiler or did you have no idea? He just knew it was a thing.
2: It was. I know. No, it was. It. it was something that got that got spelled out. It was. Um,
0: uh, oh no. Okay, that's a little uh, different. Like was... when when someone spoils something by accident, a lot of right, times like, no, like... no context is kind of like okay kind of like a infinity war that we'll be talking about at some point.
3: Yeah. Like there's that's...
0: there's non-contextual spoilers happening in the internet. But the problem but is when I actually saw it, I was just like, "Oh, that wasn't what I thought it was."
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I still need to see it. My my issue is that there's so many people trying to do that non-context spoiler, but they're each pulling a different facet of the same event. And so you see enough of it and you start seeing what they're talking about.
0: Yeah. yeah it's it's kind of like seeing three dimensions in a room. Like, at, mm-hmm. you know, you got cross sections of the room. You're not really going to notice much, but enough cross sections, you understand what the layout is. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. But no, this was something I had, I had pulled up the, uh, like dropped down like the information section on on the PlayStation dashboard. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know there's like those the videos or whatever right? The suggested videos or something and it was like the first one and it was labeled with what the scene was it was like oh. the cutscene I didn't actually see any of it but I saw the title and I knew it was just <laughs> I was
0: well, following the events in which knight kills demon they have to figure out how to handle demon's death and you're like but demon's not a demon I'm confused <laughs> Yeah, that's disappointing, really generic, but yeah, yeah, no, like, but that was it was like uh,
2: and it, it again, this was like shortly after I'd started playing, so we might have been a week or two into release at most, mm. which was what made it more frustrating was it's not like this was a game that I'd put off for a while, and you know it was no, it was I just started playing shortly after it came out, and already things were being. Plastered all over,
1: because you got those people that like they speed through the game. They want to finish it like within twenty four hours if they can, and then they yeah. like they're the first there, and then they just ruin it for everybody else because they assume that everybody else has the time to just do that.
2: Yeah, and fifteen isn't that
0: hard to speed through.
1: No,
3: it's not.
0: No, there. In fact, if I recall, in the first twenty four hours, people were posting the ending cutscenes to the game online which was crazy. It's, it's it's
1: not a long game. If you skip all of the side quests and everything and just do story, it's probably about 20 yep. to 30 hours.
0: And it is
2: conceivably plausible to do it without leveling up. Mhm. theory. Oh, easily. oh easily. people
1: have done that. Like they've got the that new accessory that lets you like just not take any of your XP. And people yep. are doing like level 1 runs all the way through the game. It's yeah. possible to do.
2: Yeah. And I I plan on using that for uh, uh, stockpiling experience later on. <laughs> I know that feeling.
1: You were Maybe. using it so that you didn't overlevel.
0: Well, no, there's the fact that I was keeping it because then I would go to Alticia and go to the wow. hotel. Oh, yeah. Three times experience. Yep. <laughs> so suddenly my, you know, my 500,000 experience points is one and a half million. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, that is absolutely my plan for it. <sighs> yeah, I finished that game at level ninety nine. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: They've
2: since raised I, I level, level cap. cap. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and play around with um some of the episodes after I hit level cap because cause the, the, the the episodes are based on your your save level, right?
1: I think they're based on your recommended level.
2: Oh, okay. That yeah.
1: Because oh, you yeah, can play man. them before you ever get to that point in the game.
0: Okay. Yeah, the yeah. only thing that's tied Bad is uh, upon completion, it gets moved over to your save file. Yeah. Um, you get some, you get some goodies and a costume. Yes. That it says, uh, yes. That's about it, though. Yeah. Okay.
2: Reason I ask is because I ran into a level ninety nine boss in uh, episode prompto and.
1: Oh, you're supposed to level for that. Okay. Yeah, it's the the little side quests in episode prompto work kind of like fates, so they'll like mm. pop up at certain times, and you have a certain amount of time to beat it. But the gotcha. level is yeah. is kind of random depending on what what actually pops. But you're supposed to like go around and level up.
0: Okay. There's a level ninety nine boss.
1: You didn't nope. do any of the side quest content.
0: Oh, no, I didn't. I
2: burned all almost all of my uh consumables before I remembered, hey, you can actually see the level of the monster you're fighting and yeah.
1: Yeah, I did the it's same way
2: thing. Too, way too tough for me.
1: I did the same thing and then just never did any of the other side quest content. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. that's just too much. I just want to finish this.
2: Yeah. And then I almost did the same thing back with the uh <laughs> the main game (laughs) I was like wait a minute this hunt is a little too much for me
1: yeah that game kind of like it gives you this this false sense of I don't know if bravado is the right word but like you tend to forget that like there are still monsters out in the world that are beyond your level when you've been fighting stuff that's like below you for so long
0: Yeah. yeah Kind of like when I went to do uh, Pitios after the main game, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go do this dungeon right now. Wow, look at these mobs! They're really, they're they're really <clears throat> high level. They're like really high level. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah.
1: So, shall we get into some questions yes. before we start talking just Final Fantasy 15 for like the rest of the yes. podcast?
0: <laughs> yeah We'll talk about other games. Just just two others specifically
1: (laughs) because i do want to get into some spoiler type stuff because um specifically like you just finished 15 recently i did and jack's just recently finished the um dlc content so i do want to get into discussing like the ending of 15 and the alternate ending and all of that but we'll get into that when we break for actual spoiler content because we want to try to keep things as spoiler free as we can for a little while. Yeah. So who wants to go first? I know we had some questions lined up.
0: Um. Okay. I will go first. You know, <laughs> yet, uh, these questions are just kind of generic across the series. So they're not necessarily specific to any one particular game. Okay. Um, and just a reminder that, you know, these are the main titles we're, we're primarily talking about. But, if there right. are secondary titles you want to talk about, like tactics um or oh, really uh, 10 to is... you know bring that up as well if you'd like. that's perfectly fine, okay so uh my question for everybody else is uh this is gonna be a little generic, but what is your favorite recurring theme in the final fantasy universe um whether it's a a person, people a setting, specific summons, stuff like that. What is your favorite recurring theme?
2: Ooh, that's... that's a tough one, because I can think of three off the top of my head, and I don't know which one.
0: Uh, We can talk about all three.
2: (laughs) I've always been a fan of Biggs and Wedge.
1: I love Biggs and Wedge.
2: That's... that's... And actually, the first time I encountered them was the original incarnation, like I said.
0: Vix, and wedge yep in uh <laughs> in bad translation yeah i, have... I saw still... oh, sorry
1: no i was just gonna say i i have kind of a, a different connotation with and wedge because before i was given final fantasy 7 to start with i was given
2: chrono trigger yeah <laughs> and and they're in oh, there did they, did they do that in chrono trigger too
1: they're they're less characters and more just kind of like a reference in like a mini game, but it was uh, still like this thing like wait a minute Star Wars in a video game this is not a Star Wars game I am confused so it it kind of uh, stuck with me and then when they showed up again in in Final Fantasy seven it was like oh this is gonna be a thing okay
2: yeah that was that was because uh, I made the. Uh... I, I did make the connection to Star Wars when I first seen them in six and then I think it was uh ten when I saw it when I next ran into that. And it was just like, Wait, is this is this a running joke now?
0: <laughs> and in ten they um they have the same names but their letters are moved around, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it was?
2: I think so. There was something about the something about the spelling was a little off, but it
0: still came out about the same. Like yeah, I was like or something like that. That's and then like that. I don't remember what the other one was. Yeah I don't remember. Well actually that it's funny that you brought that up because that is also my favorite recurring theme. <laughs> but it's a little more generalized. Um just the idea of a comedic pair or group yes. of characters. Like um in nine it's um it's um oh I just went blank on it. It's uh, Blank and, I can't remember, Marcus. Blank and Marcus from Nine. Um, Of course, they have completely different names, but Mm -hmm. they're pretty much just a silly group that actually, at times, will join your party as well. But they're they're good old friends of the main character, and they're just hilarious whenever they're on screen.
1: I love Blank. That's
0: great. Yeah. (laughs) But they're not blatantly slapstick. Humorous, like in let's say, obviously eight, mm-hmm. where it's Biggs and Wedge, and everything's just hilarious because it's a hilarious scene, with, with um, uh, with Blank and Marcus. It's more of the connotation of the scene and how they they uh, you know they, they bounce off each other. They're great foils for each other. Yeah, and, uh, but I I like that that kind of. There's always that set of characters that's always going to be that joke set. And not necessarily, you know, to discredit their character or anything like that, but it's there to kind of lighten the mood a bit of what can sometimes get a really dark atmosphere in a Final Fantasy game.
1: I think my favorite recurring theme is probably the summons, mostly because I'm just always excited to see, like, what
2: they do with it
1: different in each game.
2: Yes, and the the different designs that are, you know, unique to each game, but also definitely that specific um, that you know it's obvious who that is
1: and also to see like which ones they keep and which
2: ones they don't
1: which ones are new and and stuff like that 8 had a lot of new ones
2: Mm -hmm. right because they had very um, very extensive summoning
1: well there were how many were there like 12 of them that you could collect
0: no oh okay I think it was about 16
1: oh okay
2: Okay, for some reason I thought there were more.
1: No, there's not. Um but they they had like the big ones like you had um Ifrit and Shiva and right. um Leviathan. um but then they had like really obscure ones that I don't think have popped up in any of the other games. Right. Like um Diablos. Like from from 14 like that that boss that was from Final Fantasy 8
3: cool
1: but yeah that's that's kind of that's that's probably my favorite thing is seeing like what they what they do with the summons
0: and then you've got situations like 12 where the summons are actually the names of all the major airships right as well as the models of those different airships and then the actual summons are completely brand new that was Right. That, yeah, was, that was that was different. And I remember when it came out, there was a lot of grumbling. <laughs> I, there was a lot of grumbling about that game just in general. That's true. that's true. But now
2: now it's being mentioned when people are like best game in the series. I've seen twelve gets
0: mentioned almost as much as nine, actually. Mm, yeah, twelve is um twelve is one of those those Diamonds in the Rough type games where when you go back and look at it with a little bit of time um that game has aged really well um because the gamers have grown up a bit more and they've really started to recognize the the quality of the story and the nuances of the characters because as a kid when i was playing that yeah it was the story was a little over my head and the characters were, they felt a little stereotypical, and I didn't like a couple characters. Hmm. But I'm playing through it a second time. I'm about halfway through the game on the uh, the Zodiac Remastered one. Nice. Um, and, for example, Pinello, which I could not stand the first time I played. I actually like her a lot. See, I didn't have a problem with Pinello. Pinello, I actually kind of liked. It was
2: um, Vaughn. Yeah, and- I mean... I I don't care. I think he's just bland. My I think he was just a bland character. All the other characters that I gotten to meet at the point I was at in the game, I really enjoyed.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, just,
2: I thought he was boring.
0: His his perspective on things is a little different though, because of how he grew up under imperial rule, um, especially with what happened with his brother. Because um, you even get a scene where he's struggling with. With, with with the the fallout of that situation, um, trying to stay away from spoilers here. This, I haven't played all, the game, all right? Because twelve is not one that Rama has played. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I would say yes. He's probably the blandest of the entire group, especially when you got strong personalities like Balthier and Fran, who just overpower, <laughs> or you know, just standard characters, um. Yeah, Ash, but, I think, but, was my I,
2: favorite.
0: Ash is good. Ash is good. She definitely portrays the um, the dethroned princess very, very well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, yes, where where do we go with this? I got off a little uh, off topic here. Well, we, were <laughs> about, we were talking about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 12. Twelve is a different animal entirely. Right. Big game, though. Very good game.
2: Yeah, I do, I do want to go back and actually finish that one. Um, Cause I actually, I actually really enjoyed that the whole system, um, which was, if I'm not mistaken, really the first deviation from the standard turn-based combat. Um, um, yeah, if you don't yes. count
1: eleven.
0: Right. If, yeah, if you don't count eleven. Yeah, ten was the last ultimate like turn-based system because <laughs> mm-hmm. there was no ATB. Yeah. ATB was just that was their jam since Final Fantasy. Gosh, Final Fantasy 4?
2: Yeah, Final Fantasy
0: 4 had an ATB system. Yeah, I think that was the first one. It might have been 3, I'm not 100% sure, because I did not play 3.
1: That actually um, leads really well into a question that I wanted to ask. What is your favorite battle system in the series? 13. (laughs) No hesitation.
0: No hesitation. Um, The reason why I say that is because... All right, so thirteen is one of my least favorite games in the series. I'm sorry, but I don't much care for it that much um, for a variety of different reasons. Um, I still see it as, it's a good game. It's a good game as a standalone game, but the minute I put the Final Fantasy moniker on it, I have expectations that it doesn't meet. Absolutely. And it bums me out. Bums me out a lot. But I will say this. I have never been... Just disappointed or bummed out about getting into battles in that game. Every time I got into a battle, it was fun and engaging, and I loved it. Yeah,
2: no, like I, 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 I can actually agree with that. Like it was never. I never found myself actively trying to avoid a fight.
0: Mm-hmm. It was bizarre. unless it
2: was something above my level. Right. Of course. Of
0: course. Um. But it's it's weird because the game, the battle system that's designed is it's not direct commands your characters are doing stuff and you're kind of like the dm kind of guiding how they do stuff what roles they yeah. switch to so you'd think that that would be just dumb like like ios type um <laughs> Battle Man. but it it worked really really well and i yeah. really enjoyed it and allowed the this, this system to be very dynamic and flashy mm-hmm. so you felt like your characters were actively assaulting enemies it was a lot of fun
2: right and I never felt like I was just putting the game on autopilot during the fights. Right, right. Because there were you know there were a lot of instances where the the default like if you if you set auto battle it wasn't always the most optimized way of doing things. Right. So sometimes you had to actually go in and be like no, these are the actions I want to take. Yeah. And then finding the different um the different role dynamics I thought was really interesting. Yes, and finding was, out how to balance those and
0: it, it was fun having the job system kind of make a comeback there.
2: Yes, yeah, even yeah, if it was in a not direct. slightly slightly uh uh nonconventional way of of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked that system, and I really liked the way Ten handled the turn based.
1: I like that you could switch out your characters,
2: yes, have being able to switch out on the fly, being able to see what the order of what the turn order was mm-hmm. going to be for the next couple of of actions and how your 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 actions were going to change that i I really liked the tactical aspect of that
0: yeah it, it oh. made it made it almost a strategy um base game instead of a turn based game. And it's funny,
2: the reason why I ended up finishing and playing 10 before I got around to playing 12, and probably why I haven't finished 12 yet, um, because I had access to both of them at the same time, but I had previously played a GameCube RPG called, um, oh, oh, it was a Lord of the Rings game, I don't remember what it was called. Third Age?
0: Yes, I think that was it.
2: But it it, hit... it it was
0: about like a non like not the main cast. It was a second right. Cast it was like a was... B a B party. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It was it was all it was RPG yeah yeah It yeah, was,
2: it was it a was third was age. Actually, it was actually a lot of fun, and it had a very similar, if not identical, battle system. Okay. At least as far as like you know, you saw who was going next. It was turn based, and that kind of thing. It had it had a very similar uh, mechanical combat system to
0: Ten. Gotcha. surprisingly 10's combat system is not uncommon um it's pretty popular in other series like the grandia series actually has a similar setup i mean it's of course its own flavor um but you're right 10 10's was extremely simplistic but powerful Mm -hmm. which is always been accredited to the final fantasy series um they don't really I won't say they necessarily reinvent the wheel every time, but they always come out with a nice clean organized way to do new things.
1: I'm going right. to um I'm gonna go in a different direction here
0: with mine. Okay.
1: I think my favorite battle system is probably from 14. I love how they perfected the quote unquote like holy trinity of MMORPGs. Um just the, the way the job roles work so well together.
0: Speaking of not reinventing the wheel, right? <laughs> yeah. And then
1: the fact that like the global cooldown system makes it feel like a turn based game without actually being a turn based game.
0: Yeah. No, I could see that. And what's impressive is that it doesn't slow down combat necessarily Mm-mm. because mm-hmm. because your abilities require um, you know, flanking enemy or uh, attacking from the rear for different classes um you also have to yep. pay attention to all your buffs debuffs your balancing oh. of different attributes on your character yeah yeah it, it it's never boring to right. fight oh, no. One, once once right. i will say once you hit um, somewhere in the 40s um before level 40 or so you're you've got a very incomplete kit and mm-hmm. it, it does feel very slow
1: but it, it's teaching you how to play your, your job really, really well because it does get very complicated later on. Um, but something that I've noticed um, with us going back and playing um, Lotro so much recently is that with the global cooldown system and knowing exactly like when your abilities are going to be available, it, it kind of eliminates where a lot of other MMOs have like this weird lock that it doesn't really explain to you when you're able to use abilities after you've just used one. Right. Mm. And you don't get that with this game. You know exactly when you're going to be able to hit a button and do something else.
2: Vanguard Vanguard was kind of similar in that regard, though it didn't have anything near the global cooldown system, and it involved a lot of spamming a single ability until your other cooldowns opened up. Right. But no, I, I do enjoy 14th system, and I cannot wait to be able to get back into it.
0: you you know where to find us
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um,
1: i think it's finn's turn ask yeah, a question yeah i was gonna
0: say i think he okay. has a question to give out yeah
2: yeah um uh since we had just touched on um summons what is everyone's favorite summon from the series and it can be and um which iteration of that summon is your favorite
3: Oof. <laughs>
2: hmm. sorry i guess that's an easier question for me than for <laughs> <laughs> well do
1: you want to <laughs> answer it first while we're thinking uh,
2: yes yes i'll give you guys some time to answer um my my favorite is is bahamut because because dragons um, makes sense. i'm sure i'm sure this is this is surprising to no one nope um as far as my, hmm, I think my favorite is actually uh, Seven.
1: Hmm. I which, think, which yeah,
2: Bahamut that's, from Seven? Because there were like three to, of that's them. What I'm trying to narrow, narrow down. I'm, I want to say Zero.
1: Hmm,
3: that's a good Zin one.
2: Sin was really cool, but I wouldn't call him my favorite.
1: He was kind of lackluster compared to the other Bahamuts as far as like what he could do. You kind of had like yeah. one trick.
2: Bahamut has always been my favorite. I'm always really excited to get to see a new incarnation of Bahamut with each game. And mm. uh, 15 didn't disappoint. Oh, no. I, I, He felt very similar to 10's um, Bahamut
1: mm, in a uh-huh. way. Design wise, a lot.
2: Yeah, but I. I and he, he. It was like if you crossed 10's Bahamut with a Dragoon, and that was. <laughs> which, you know. I, I don't have any issues with. <laughs> um but no, just Seven's designs for Bahamut in general were just really cool, but I think uh yeah, I think it was Bahamut Zero
0: was my favorite. Of yeah. the, the four, I guess. The one with the longest cast time. <laughs> <laughs> uh there's just there's just something cool about having a big
2: dragon coming down.
1: um i think my favorite summon in the series is probably carbuncle carbuncle (laughs) he's so cute he's so
2: cute so i don't know if mom has showed you or mentioned this yet but she found a crochet pattern for oh no um, carbuncle design like that looks like the ones from 14
1: oh don't tell me that
2: (laughs) now rama demands she's the carbuncle she showed me a picture of it and said look what i'm gonna make
1: oh no (laughs) she's gonna make (laughs) carbuncles i have to have one now no yeah carbuncle probably my favorite um did that one originate from eight or was it from an older game
0: no it's from an older game okay yeah, I feel like Carbuncle's one of those.
2: It's been around from um, six. Looks like six was the original.
1: He kind of gets shortchanged, though, because he only ends up in, like, one every three games
2: or so. Oh, no. He was an enemy in three first.
0: Okay. I was an enemy, okay. He Apparently, used, enemy from um, he was a use, uh, usable summon in five first. Okay.
1: But then he wasn't in seven, and he wasn't in.
3: T- uh, 9 or 10. Right. No, he's a 9.
1: Was he? Eiko. Oh, yeah! I never used her in my party.
0: Yeah, depending that was on my what... problem. Oh, depending on what accessory Eiko uh, would be wearing, Carbuncle would actually do different party buffing effects. Okay,
1: okay. I think my favorite um, iteration of Carbuncle, though, is one
2: from 15. 15, 15. 15 yeah. had a great design
1: did I love you... that he like was it, the, the um demo that they put out was like it was like all carbuncle and he's like on the the title screen and everything and he's so cute and so fluffy and then like whether or not you actually did the platinum demo determined whether or not Noct remembers him in the main game after you like get it started up
0: right yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that he, was he shows up in uh, in uh, the the different photoshops Yeah, on occasion mm-hmm. too. Now, um, it's funny. I was kind of
2: when they first announced, well, not first announced, but when they first started their their real campaign, advertising campaign for 15. I was kind of like, "Well, this is cool. I'm looking forward to this," but I wasn't really like, I didn't really get hyped up for it. Right. Until I played the platinum demo, mm. and I really enjoyed the. I, I enjoyed the battle system and the way it all worked.
1: It was a really good showcase for like what the game was going to be, and showing yes. off like all the different really
2: really nice mechanics
1: and stuff, like the the day and night yep. cycle and all of that.
2: The weather and
1: mm-hmm.
2: even got gave you a taste of driving. Though I think they I I want to say they improved on the driving mechanics.
1: I'm pretty then. sure they did.
2: Because it was a little clunky in the demo.
1: But yeah, I love Carbuncle. I was so mad in 14 when you like you get your, your summoner job and then you're not an arcanist anymore and then you don't get Carbuncle anymore. Right. And then when it they recently
2: yes, to get the, uh, the, the summon glamours out.
1: They're finally there and they've added an extra Carbuncle so it's not just yep. blue or yellow anymore. You can have a red one and the red one is yep. really pretty. And then they keep coming out with like other stuff that you can have that's carbuncle themed, but you have to pay real world money for it, and it pisses me off. Yeah. Anyway.
0: (laughs) So, I've been thinking about this this whole time. There are a lot of summons in the games. Mm. Um, A lot of them that I like to varying degrees. But I would say the most the most consistently enjoyed um, summon in the games for me is probably Odin.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Um,
0: I just I don't know. I I really like the idea of of this someone who can just show up, just clad in in dark garb, you know, riding a a six legged horse, wielding this powerful weapon that can slice enemies in half, and and just he just shows up, he does his one slash and he moves on and he's done. And I, I know that there are some variations in that in other ones because he uses his Gungnir in um, in uh, Pharmacy Seven on occasion. Um,
1: I think he most often uses that for boss fights because the the mechanic of Odin is that he clears the field for you, but for a boss fight, that's not really possible. So he usually right. uses Gungnir for like boss fights and stuff. So he still does a lot of damage.
0: Right, but but I just I just like this kind of human esque creature that you call upon. It makes it feel a little more, uh, a little less fantasy, a little more, I almost want to say history, historical. More, or like yeah. mythology. Instead. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Mythology, yeah. maybe. So whenever you call on him, it feels like, he actually feels like something that's part of that world. And it it helps even more so that in later games, like in 8, you encounter him um, as this kind of super boss at the top of this uh, elaborate dungeon that you have to get through, and then he doesn't even attack you. He just gives you a time limit, and if you can't beat him in time, he instantly kills you. You just have to beat him before that happens. And then, of course, fourteen is just fantastic. I I love uh, Odin from fourteen. Both
2: both the fate and the um, the uh, the trial the
0: trial, yeah. Also, the lore, just the idea that that Odin Odin is is not necessarily the man and the horse, but that in fourteen's lore, he's actually a power that emanates from the sword itself. The the next person who takes the sword from Odin becomes Odin, and that's so awesome.
1: Because the whole, the mechanic of the fate originally was whoever got the killing shot on him, when he came back, he would look like that character.
0: Yes, exactly. Which would is... have the name and everything and would be like Odin, Jackson christen, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, o- Odin's definitely my favorite. he's just yeah, he uses a sword, I like swords,
1: <laughs> you're very much a sword and board type,
0: I really am,
3: so
2: good so what what's your uh what's your thoughts on Yojimbo, then from 10.
0: Mm-hmm. Ujimbo is very interesting. Um, I actually don't like his mechanics in 10 very much right. because I don't like the idea of, of spending something that I can't easily recover in order yeah. to use additional attacks. But <laughs> from a lore standpoint, yeah, he's very fascinating. I, I really enjoy the fact that that he is he he is this um what were they aeons um, yeah he was this aeon or ion that literally made a pact with you through money instead of through um, through your prayers right
1: I don't remember if I ever actually got that one I, I found him but I don't think I got I don't think I ever had enough you money
0: not. in fact when he showed up in fourteen I freaked out. You yeah, haven't I seen him in fourteen. Yes, I don't sorry. has yes. yeah, yeah. not been in Storm a really long time. Yeah, okay. Well, the good I'm... news is that's barely a spoiler.
2: Okay. I think I'd heard about Yojimbo at one point, or at least the he, the announcement prior he, to the.
0: Patch. He will show up. Uh, the you know everything's very Japanese culture. Um, yeah. And Chinese culture over there. So him and then the uh, Seriu and 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 them all show up as Gambo. They're all starting to show up. That's
3: cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's cool. I'm I'm actually really excited to, to get to that point.
1: I think the, the Kugane um dungeons and stuff that they've been coming out with every patch have been my favorites.
2: That's good. So is it is it are they because you get two dungeons a patch, are they splitting one in Kugane,
0: one in uh um Actually we're getting two dungeons every other patch and then one dungeon oh. each patch between. Okay. Uh, and it's, no, it's actually getting split up quite a bit. Okay,
2: that's, um,
0: that's good. Kugane is actually in, uh, I can't remember what the island is in the game. Uh, but anyway. Right. Kugane is actually a very specific city. So yeah, there's right. a dungeon no, yeah. in Kugane. Um, but you don't actually go anywhere else in the right. like, Japan-esque area. That's right. No, I, was, I guess I was thinking Doma and... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Doma is a lot more popular as, as dungeons and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: Hingashi is the name of the country. Hingashi. Right. Othard Hingashi. is the
0: name of the region. That's right. Hingen. That's right, the Hingen alphabet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, yeah. yeah, so that's um, Yojimbo. Don't really like using him in 10, but yeah, I really appreciate same. the lore where he came from. Right.
1: I'm kind of disappointed that he's he's more or less been reduced to a an enemy type in 15. He's not really a uh like a boss. He's not even really yeah. a boss or anything. I mean, they're really really hard, the Yojimbo type um right. enemies I, are really I, hard.
2: I do appreciate the reference, but it it would have been nice if it was a little bit more if there was some
1: more lore behind him and stuff. Yeah. They are some of the hardest mobs in the game, though.
0: Yeah, they don't attack fast, but when they do... They hit hard. It hurts. Ouch.
1: <laughs> and they throw
0: yeah. you. Okay, so we're going to come back to me for the next question. Okay. So, I might already know the answer to this for Fenn, but what is your favorite leveling system in Final Fantasy? And I will go ahead and tell you mine. Final Fantasy X. The sphere grid is my favorite as a leveling system. And the reason why is, to a certain extent, you got options as to how you wanted to build your character beyond their standard built, unless you use the expert grid board that came out with the HD release, in which case you could do whatever you wanted. Um, but That's what was fantastic... Fair. Yeah. What's fantastic is that whenever you got additional attributes we got additional like you move through the sphere grid there was almost a discernible difference in the damage dealt the damage taken or how much um how much utility your characters had it was very very discernible in battle and i really enjoyed that aspect whereas in other games it would be like hey you gained a level and you had like a three percent four percent increase in damage dealt in 10 you could literally go to a node and be like, all right, strength plus three and a strength plus two. And you would actually see those numbers yeah. increase overall. It was nice.
2: Yeah, no, I I, mm, I think I have to agree with you on that. I almost went with 13 because I, do, I did enjoy that system, but it's almost like a, it feels like a more
0: limited. Yeah, it's kind of, history, it's right? kind of on rails. Yeah. And it's you can't really go anywhere with it. It's basically like, hey, you can use this one and you have a one path.
1: I'm yeah, really not it's... a big fan of of linear leveling systems at all.
2: Yeah. No, I do like to have some choice in how I uh how I grow my characters.
1: I'm going to be the different one here and say that my favorite leveling system is
2: probably eight. I'm not surprised.
1: <laughs> I got obsessive about drawing and and junctioning magic because that's really it like you you level up you get a little bit of stats but your stats are all like entirely dependent on your magic and i i don't know why but i really 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 liked that system i felt that like after you understood like everything that was going on it was very intuitive
0: Mm -hmm. and there's also the fact that um, you know the enemy is leveled with you so as you encountered more and more enemies and get more and more experience points, those enemies would level up and get better magic for drawing. Mm. So in a way, it rewarded you for leveling and giving you better access to um, to better magics. And of course, it gave you other skills you could use to bypass that quite a bit eventually. But overall, it was, uh, it was a nice kind of uh, risk-reward. Do you want to overlevel? Well, things are going to hit you harder, but you're going to have access to better stuff,
1: right? And then, like, what you were able to junction to was entirely dependent on the guardian forces that you had, your summons, and like what abilities they had.
0: That's right. The secondary part of that leveling system <laughs> was the actual GFs that you leveled. I forgot about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Because now, you that couldn't was junction rare
0: for, for Final Fantasy, you very rarely leveled your espers or anything like that, which in six right. Years you kind of
1: but yeah, it's like if it's if as well. if your guardian force didn't know how to junction magic to strength, then you weren't going to be hitting very hard. Mm-hmm. And the a lot of the the fun that I had was like trying to figure out what the best combination was to get like each of my characters as many junctions as possible. And then of course having Irvine with the speed junction and jun- junctioning haste to that just making him ridiculously fast.
2: You like speed characters, don't you? I do.
1: I don't know what it is, What's but I do. Cause,
2: Cause, you did something similar, speed related with uh Vincent, didn't you?
1: Uh, yes, I did.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. like no, she was you, you, you made Vincent a monster, farmer. I, remember I right. did. Well, because uh, no
0: pun intended. <laughs> no, not intended, but.
1: Well, it was almost overpowered because if you make Vincent really fast, he's hitting more often, and if he's hitting more often, he's increasing his limit more often. So right. he gets to he gets to use his limit almost twice as much as anybody else. And I don't remember how I did that. What was that? It was some combination of materia, I think, that made him oh, yeah. really fast. Well, there's
0: an actual speed materia.
2: That's probably. And I a... think, you, think you use some kind of counter and cover.
1: That's right, counter and cover. Um...
0: <laughs> that's, so right. he was, he was that's what it was tank. he he's literally wasn't necessarily fast he was just he, he just took all the damage Yeah. and did all the damage that was so, it so his limit was always ready
1: that was it speed speed materia plus the counter and cover he was going twice as often plus he was taking like 75% more damage than everybody else and then like dealing half of that back and by that point it's just like he's always in limit mode
2: <laughs> though you didn't use titus much when
0: you played 10
1: no, I I I used everybody pretty much um evenly oh. I had to to make sure everybody was leveling
0: Oh yeah I was going to say that's actually one thing about 10 that I didn't like which mm-hmm. is the fact that as long as you brought in a character and had them do something everybody got the same amount of experience points and at that point I'm just like I wish I had the ability to put it in mod on this game, just so everybody gets experience points. I don't like <laughs> then that. It, then it becomes a chore for me to get everybody leveled all the time. Right. I don't like that
1: about RPGs in general. Like any time that your backup characters don't get XP, that's what I I really like about the tail system, is that even if your background their backup characters are not participating in a fight, they're getting some fraction of the of the XP anyway. But most of the time, games will force you to use a secondary team. And if they don't give you any way of leveling them besides just constantly switching out your characters, you end up with a crappy team. And that's what I yep. hated about the final dungeon in Final Fantasy VIII. I had one team that had one character that was way underleveled, and the other team had two characters that were way underleveled. And I was, I was, I was screwed over, really.
0: Same problem with Six. Six had the same problem.
1: Because they don't tell you that you're going to need to keep your characters at even levels. Yeah. They they don't give you any kind of a warning. They just throw you into there at the end of the game and are like, okay, here you go. You have to deal with these characters that you haven't played with at all. And they're like a third of the level of all the other characters.
0: Now, to, to change, change that up a little bit, in 12, you have a lot of the same problem. Um, and the Players who don't participate don't get experience, but they get license points. They can still learn abilities, get new gear. So you can keep them geared because experience levels are actually, they're kind of important, but they're not as important as gear, which is nice. But very early on in the game, you actually get an experience boost accessory, which doubles your experience gain. So if there's ever a time where you feel like one character is getting way behind, slap that accessory on them, bring them in to fight, and you get them ramped up real fast.
1: That's nice. It's also um, it it it's almost like a um a relief in fifteen that you only have those four characters to deal with, <laughs> yeah, and that you yeah. will never be swapping them out anyway. So unless one of them like leaves the party for a little bit, which does happen on occasion, like they're all going to be about the same level.
2: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And that's that's thirteen was kind of a breath of fresh air in that regard because everyone gets. I mean, it's c p instead of experience points, but they get the same amount right like it doesn't it doesn't matter who you're using it doesn't matter if your party's split up, you still get the the c p, which was nice um and actually, what i with ten i ended up just i had four characters that I had leveled for the end game, and that was it
1: i think it, towards the end, like in the final dungeon, I had like a team that I was focusing on. Yeah. Like, I had stopped swapping them out that time. At that point, I was like, these are, these. this is my final team, and I need to get them as high as possible.
2: Yeah. Like, I don't think my, the other three were severely underleveled, but once I started getting some, um, once I was able to start getting my characters into different sections of the sphere grid, it made, I kind of made some of my characters obsolete. Yeah. Just so that I didn't have to keep switching people out in the middle of a pretty severe boss fight that had mechanics.
0: Right. Kind of like Riku with black magic. Yep. Rama went and uh, gave black magic to Riku, and she was like, "Yeah, I have another mage."
1: (laughs) Well, Um, because like
0: I stopped using Lulu after a while, unless I needed like the big nuke
2: spells. It was I used I just used Riku for my black magic.
1: Well, because it was like, I, I, she's supposed to go down the thief path, if I'm not mistaken. But because she comes in so late game, I wanted a thief, so that's what I did with Kamari. Oh. He was my yeah. thief. It made it kind of made sense to me, because a lot of the dragoon abilities he starts with are like, like life-stealing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it made sense to make him a thief. But then Riku, I was like, I finally got her. I was like, well, I already have a thief. Now what do I do?
2: Yeah, yeah, and she so... tends she tends to be a little a lot squishy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get her. So it, yeah. it takes some work to get her usable. Um but no, actually the thief path uh opens up into black magic. Interesting. Um if you get to the end of it, it opens up into black magic, and so I just I kept that going.
1: Well there you go then.
2: I don't remember what I did with uh, Yuna after she got to the end of hers, because that went into Thief, and I didn't really need another Thief.
1: I think I think I tran I think I teleported her over to the, the Black Mage track again. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's a lot of like MP and magic points
2: and no, stuff like you know, that I there, think I so. Might have done the same. Just didn't give her the uh, the Black Magic spells. Because she was my healer, she had enough uh, places that MP was going.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that kind of segues pretty well into my next question. What is your favorite, like overall, playable cast of characters, like as a whole?
3: Oof. A
0: huh. well, playable cast.
1: Yeah, well, okay. I mean, if you want to do like full cast. Then, yeah, but I mainly want to focus well, on, mean, like, your cast of cast, party members.
0: Cast of, basically the primary cast yes. of characters. Because I actually have an answer to that, but I also have another answer based on playable cast. I gotcha. <laughs> Ven, did you want to uh, try this first?
1: Jax hates it when I ask him this question.
0: Oh, does he? Um.
2: Ah. Uh... I actually really like the cast of 13. Like that's that's what kind of draws me into that game is I really enjoy the characters, especially if you expand into the two playable characters from 13 to I with one exception I I felt like I felt like it was a they were I was able to relate to them.
0: That makes sense. I I will agree that thirteen definitely had the most, uh, one of the most human casts. They all they had problems. Yeah, and I, I feel had, like they
2: had lots of problems. I feel like thirteen especially was a lot. Like it was more character related, You know more character focused than plot-driven, which is no, weird to
0: say. No, that's that's very true. Very true. Considering
2: how everyone complains about how much how on rails it it felt, like it was it was more about the characters and their journey than than what they were trying to accomplish. I feel like
0: that makes sense. Because I, I I do agree. I think the story in Thirteen Suffers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But the characters. Are, are what are driving the story. Yep. And, it, and... it's actually very Tales esque in, uh, in that way of looking at things. I don't
1: know. To be fair, Tales of the Abyss has a really, really good story.
0: Tales True. of Esperia just doesn't. Well, Tales in general tends <laughs> to be very character focused. <laughs> You're right, Abyss does, but that's a whole other discussion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of story suffering, um, this is going to come as a shock, but I'm going to have to go with uh, the cast for Final Fantasy IX.
0: No, no I can see that.
1: So I, I do have issues with that game. Like, I did not I did not care much for that game at all, but my issues all have to do with pacing. Like, I really, really like all the characters in nine, and I don't think... Even as far as, like, Quina being a mascot character doesn't annoy me as much as some of the other characters from other games. Like that's kind of my basis for like my favorite cast is how much do I dislike the character that I least like in this roster.
2: <laughs> nice. Poor hope. <laughs> oh, oh, but he has such a beautiful character.
0: He he does. It's just I'm so sorry, but half the game, he just comes up as a whiny brat. It's really no, hard to shed right. that out of you're my, right. my up psyche. Until,
2: up until probably the Alexander fight, he's kind of insufferable.
0: Yeah, he really is. But but again, like like I had mentioned, all the characters in that game have such big problems. Yes. Oh my gosh, they're all and so then... weighted down by their, their very human problems, which is nice. And but you, you it became it, it, it became like the primary issue of the game, which is so hard for me to get past. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And then and then you see where, where he ends up in Final Fantasy or yeah, 13 2. And it's it's nice to see how much he grows.
0: I I do want to go back and play Thirteen Two and Lightning Returns, because I actually have the games. Mm. Um but because thirteen was kind of a sore spot for me i right. just never really went further with it so hearing you talk about it does give me some hope for reconciling and, some of these pent-up frustrations with it
2: yeah and if you like the combat from 13, 13 to kind of um it, it they um they built on the system a little bit and kind of it's it's the same combat system but it, I, I feel like it's a little more uh rounded or um
0: Little um, more u- better utilized.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
3: Okay.
2: And then because there's only two playable characters, there's actually a um a pet system which is interesting.
0: That's kind right. of fun. You, you like catch monsters or something, right?
2: Yep. You can you can catch monsters and and use them and each monster has a specific role that it fills and so you can when you're setting your um paradigms, you can actually set different monsters depending on the paradigm
1: sounds like they mixed in the uh monster catching from ten two in with the uh actual battle system yeah, yeah a little bit um.
0: so yeah i i nine definitely has one of the best casts personally
3: mm-hmm.
0: Every character has a fault, but every character also has a very strong and powerful will to overcome that fault at some point in the story. Which, again, is very common for a Final Fantasy game. Um, But they're just very... (laughs) It's it's funny. Nine is they're almost so stereotypical of characters that they subverse their expectations (laughs) of that stereotype. That's always fun. Yeah. It's like Steiner's a knight. Stoic, knightly, loyal and kind of very, very loyal, but kind of dimwitted and dumb. There's like this another aspect to that stereotype that kind of turns it on its head, which I really like. Like a thief who's womanizing, but also very altruistic and won't give up on people. Hmm. And then poor Vivi.
3: Poor
1: Vivi.
0: But anyway, yeah. I agree, Nine's very, very good. But! (laughs) My overall favorite, I won't say the best best cast, because I feel, personally, I feel like 9 probably has the strongest cast, but my personal favorite cast of playable characters is actually going to be 6. Okay. The reason why I really, really like the cast from 6 is everybody is entertaining and i don't mean like they're fun but i mean they're engaging Mm. like whenever their characters are talking they're very much their own characters they're very much their own people and yeah the cast is very very large they don't get a whole lot of background or history with each of the characters but the short periods that you do get their histories you really feel for them um and you get a, a really good a really good mix of all these different types of characters. Like when I go to, I try to choose my favorite party to play with in six, it's difficult mm. and actually kind of annoying because you can only have four party members, but I want to take terror because she's central to the plot. I want to take Locke because he's awesome and he's not a thief. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take Edgar because though he's a womanizer, he's very, very loyal to his uh, to his beliefs and his own people, um, I, I want to take Sabin because he's overcome his own weaknesses. Um, I want to take Shadow because he has such a sad background to his story. He's so cool, and I, I want to take Sellys because she's my favorite character in that game. She's amazing. She's basically a paladin and a and a mage rolled into one. It's, like it's just or, or I can't even Cyan like ah uh, they're all so good. They're all so good. I just enjoy them. They're all fun, and they all have their own separate battle system built into their character. Uh, Locke is very straightforward, but you know he can he can steal, and it's a steal thing that's easy. But then you have Sellys, who's a lot more a lot more uh, strategic, in which she can absorb magic. Uh, you have to pre-cast it, but she can absorb a magic shot at your team. So she can take on these really powerful, dangerous spells, recover MP, and take no damage to the party. It's Stuff like that is amazing. Mm. <sighs> Six is good. <laughs> I'll have to okay. try and get my hands on it to play. I recommend it. It's actually not a very long game. Um, it just feels long because a lot happens. It's also one of the few games where a thing happens in a game that almost never happens, but I can't talk about it. Anyway, um, but my actual favorite cast of non-playable, like just cast overall, it's gonna be 14.
1: Such a good cast, such a yeah, large, 14. colorful cast. Uh,
0: especially- it's yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, especially Alpha No, mm. primarily is just, he's kind of the leader of the group to a certain extent and gets the most amazing character arc mm-hmm. through yeah. through two expansions. Uh, he's just he's come so far now and Yeah. Uh, him and Thancred and um and uh Yshtola and then you've got the newcomers as well. Um, yeah. you've got uh Lise when she was revealed. Hien is just amazing. I love, I love
1: Hien. Hien. I love Hien, Hien so much. So much
0: fun. I like um I
2: like the different sides of Yugiri we've gotten to see, because I feel yes. like mm-hmm. she she's in it's such a dramatically different role in Stormblood than she was in the 2.0 patches. Yeah, yes.
3: Yeah.
2: When she we was first very... met her, she was a lot more um, almost authoritative, I think, because mm-hmm. of the position she was in. And then she's very much... We see a completely
0: different side of her. In story. She's almost subservient around Hien, but she's yes. become
1: almost like this hot-headed, um, subservient type. Like she, if she, yes. if he doesn't keep her reined in, she'll just go nuts and like destroy yes. everything because she can't keep her emotions in check.
2: Right. right, which is which is funny because like she did not seem like that kind of a person in, in the um, the Realm Reborn expansion.
1: But it's because it's all related to Hien. Like she is yeah. hot-headed because of him and he's yes, the only one that and... can keep that under control. So when she was like on a completely different continent and and removed from all of that, she's very like level-headed and calm and collected and right. I need to take care of my people.
2: And I and I think it's also the circumstances she was under. She she wasn't in she wasn't a she couldn't be a fighter in right. um Eorzea. She had to be a diplomat and a leader. And then that burden I guess was taken off of her with the events of Stormblood.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's been fun to see. Yeah. Um, as somebody who's gone through the uh, the Dragoon job quests, I really like Estinian's um, character arc.
0: Estinian is... He's like the bro that you never knew you needed. <laughs> Until he comes on screen, you're just like, Estinian's <gasps> here, everything's gonna be fine. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm just amused that at this point in the story, now that he's kind of like gone through an arc and everything, and is more or less removed from the main scenario and all that, I still have the option to go and do the Dragoon quests, <laughs> and I feel like that's a major oversight from the developers' part, and they will never do that again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I I almost feel like he wasn't originally expected to show up in Stormblood.
1: No, I don't think he was.
2: Like they were like, oh, we need characters from Ishgard to tie things into. Well, what about that the guy from the dragoon quest? We never decided what he was, what happened to him at the end. <laughs> but the dragoon, the dragoon quests have a lot of foreshadowing for what happens in Heaven's Ward.
0: It's true. That's very, very true.
2: So kind of the whole time things were building in Heaven's Ward, I just had this like. I knew where it was going, or if I, not knew, but I I had an idea of of how badly things could go. So I was I was a little worried for him for most of that, most of that story. Yeah.
0: I just I I like the fact that now at this point of the game, it's basically like if you ever need to you need to get the big guns involved, you call up Raubon and Estidian. Yes, and yes. <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so that's my g- general cast of of uh, characters. That's that's my favorite. They're not playable, of course, because it's an MMO. But yeah, a- as characters who surround the main hero, they're I. I- I love every single one of those characters that you get involved with, even the ones who are very, very shortly lived. Like Moonbrita. She she left a huge impact on the main character. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I would I would agree. I would... Even just uh, as an MMO cast of characters, it's it's an right. amazing cast. Like the, the storytelling fourteen is superb. It's even...
2: is yeah, even like the class and the job quests have great stories. I cried at the end
1: characters. of the uh, uh at the end of the um alchemist. alchemist quest line.
0: The alchemist, a crafting class. I cried yeah. at the end.
2: But they just they they did a very good job of creating characters that felt real.
1: Yeah, and characters that you care about. Like I, the only quests that I like skip through without reading are the dailies. Because it's the same stuff over and over again. But everything else, like I read through it.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Which I don't do for most other MMOs because it's like wall of of text that kind of has to be there, but not really because you don't need it.
2: Yeah. Go here, do this, kill these things,
0: come back. Mm -hmm. But with
1: 14, I want to know why.
0: I mean, 14 has some of that, but... Actually, a lot of it, but it's cleverly disguised. Yeah. It's like where one would be like, I need you to go kill, you know, five of these living rocks, mm-hmm. uh, grab their cores and bring them back to me. Uh, I need it for my experiments. And 14, it's, it's like, um, well, the, the moon is waning and it's driving the golems insane. We need you to put them down so they don't cause damage to nearby villages. Also, we need to really understand why that moonlight is affecting them. And so if you would go and retrieve those cores, we can better understand why they would be going crazy and you're like, Oh, I'm invested now. Yeah. Instead it, of just I need this stuff for my research.
1: It's closer yeah. to a D and D campaign, I think, than most other MMOs, which is funny because I think that's what MMOs are trying to be. But they're missing right. the the primary like the thing that makes D and D interesting.
0: Whew, all right. So <laughs> what was, so we uh, to what you we wanna was, do you, was, was that, was that, did everybody go? We were missing a second I question from Ben, right?
2: I
1: think yeah, we're missing yeah, a second I question think. from Ben. So Ben wants yeah, to ask so I another question. Say,
0: do we,
2: do we meet, I'll ask one more question, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then
1: we can go into like spoiler stuff. And if we have any other questions that are more spoiler esque territory, then we can ask those like, like one the
0: that I know is going to be if it's asked <laughs> just straight up. Um,
2: I'm actually. Is it, I, I hope it's okay if I I steal a question that was brought up by someone else in the. Sure. Because I think the other questions that I have prepared, I think, would be better if we can get take tackle them closer together. Yeah. Um. So, what is everyone's favorite job from
0: the series? Paladin. <laughs> <laughs> um. S- sad. Sadly, um. There's only really one true rendition of the job. So, I mean, the good news is that it's pretty much the premise of what the job is based on. So I can easily and confidently say, the the best iteration of the job is going to be Cecil.
2: Ah, mm. uh, I loved Cecil. I almost said four for my my playable cast, but there were just there were a lot of incidental playable characters in that game that gotcha. I didn't enjoy all of them. But the okay. the main five of that game I enjoyed, and Cecil's such a great. Protagonist,
0: Cecil. That's right. I, I'm going by my childhood memory. Yeah, it, how looks how like, it
2: looks like it looks like Cecil. Board
0: But <laughs>
2: Yeah, Se- Cecil is, is I guess the official pronunciation that everyone uses.
0: But yeah, the the paladin. I mean, sword and board. It's just it's just my bread and butter, really. I I can't. It's really difficult for me to step away from sword and board classes, just because mm. I like the idea of both being able to be defensive and offensive and most sword and board characters are designed specifically for protecting others and right. it just yeah it, it really rings rings with me and i i i always if i go outside of a sword and board it's it's i'm mean, gonna have a really good reason for it yeah. and cecil is a good re- iteration of this not only because that's where the class stems from Uh, overall in the entire, you know, the rest of the saga of the Final Fantasy series, but it's also something he becomes as a direct mirror of what he once was, which is Dark Knight, and he transitions to this this higher authority, this need to protect instead of to destroy, Um, to save instead of to sunder.
2: Mm -hmm. And redemption is such a a significant element to the story of Four, just overall. So having that as the kind of um, basically the epitome of the story that Four is telling. It's it. I just I thought it was really well done.
0: I, yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, 14's rendition of Paladin is fun, mm-hmm. um, but I don't feel like it's a true. How do I say this? I don't think it's a true element of what the paladin actually was originally, because uh, right now they're kind of just a uh, like a very fancy knight that works for the sultana, mm. um, whereas a protector of of peace and the law, which basically I guess dark knight is kind of like the inverse version of what paladin should have been
1: well it's interesting that you say that and and also that you're talking about um like cecil and all that being the originator of the paladin class or or job um because in 14 the dark knight you can't even start that until you have another class at least one other class at 50 but when you do start it it starts at level 30 and all of the dark knight's abilities at 30 are mirrors direct mirrors of the paladin abilities like their basic level 30 abilities so uh, I always recommend if you're going to start Dark Knight, play Paladin up to 30 first, so that you understand what you're doing. So right. I, I find that interesting that there's that sort of like inverse um, aspect to it.
0: Mm-hmm. They they both stem from the same pool of abilities, but they go in completely different directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, because they're and they're they both kind of stem from the same um principles really in a way is they're both protectors it's just that dark knights are willing to do a little more a little uh get their hands a little more dirty to do what they need to do
0: yeah i mean the paladin has come a long way since level 50 now i mean they've brought in a lot more uh, of a holy end of things Mm -hmm. and in fact we finally had the ability to cast attack magic in stormblood which oh, I'm so excited about <laughs> because that's just like one primary aspect of a paladin. You can cast white, manage might, magic, healing, and damaging spells. Yeah. Mm. So I was always bummed that, that the paladin didn't have the ability to even he- like it had cure, which is kind of silly because yeah. it was yeah. so useless. Yeah. Um, but then a level, you know, level 60, uh, no, 58, maybe. I don't remember when, but they learn Clemency, which is actually a specifically Paladin-based heal spell.
1: And it's really powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. And they also learn some protection abilities and whatnot. So post-50, Paladin is getting closer to what I imagine the Cecil version of a Paladin should be. Right. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my favorite.
1: Uh, my favorite is no surprise either. Um, I like Black Mage. I love black mage. <laughs> black mages are the best. Um, my favorite iteration is probably Vivi. Um, that was where I really kind of developed a love for the, for the job in the first place. Was when I started playing nine. And, I mean, pure black mages are actually kind of rare in the series since the older games. This
2: is, this is true.
1: You don't really see a lot I mean, there's black magic. It's kind of like your right. basis. Like, you know, seven, eight, it's magic that you have to like stock and anybody can cast it, and it's just kind of a generic thing. Um, but nine, ten kind of went back to that pure job system where the black mage was a, a purely distilled character. And Lulu's Lulu's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she gets some really powerful spells. There's just something about that pure black mage aesthetic, that you know the debilitating spells, the bio, and the.
0: And the, the pinty hats.
1: And the pinty hats. <laughs> yeah, and and again, like you were saying, I think I think the issue with fourteen in, in that aspect is that it's the jobs are centric to the player character, so there's not really like a characterization to it really you have your guild that you belong to but they're also kind of trying to like deviate a little bit from what other games have done so they end up being very different and the thaumaturge um questline was really really interesting but there it it started deviating it, it became very heartfelt towards the end but it started kind of deviating from like the study of black magic and all of that so it kind of turned into something else and and since then it's been a lot of like oh bad things are happening we have to destroy (laughs) which is fun but that's really all there is to it so yeah but i like blowing things up blowing things up is fun
2: Gotta get that high score up there, right?
1: Uh Uh-huh. I think I'm Ah. up to like 30k now.
2: Nice. Uh, Did Mom tell you about her um, tanking experience in Cestatia? Oh, yes. She's
1: been telling us all about her tanking and healing experiences. Uh,
2: The Black Mage who was tanking the entire thing.
1: Black Mages make the best tanks. (laughs) I stand by that.
2: As long as you don't die. As long as you don't die. They can generate aggro like nobody else.
1: Yep. So they can hold on to it.
0: Yes, they can. i really. Bummed. If you don't want to give up aggro, they're, you're not going to get it back unless you really try as a tank. If you're just like, you know, just just half doing half effort on holding aggro from a black mage, <laughs> you're not going to get it back.
1: No, no. <laughs> now that was my favorite thing in Circus Tower was was. I I would try to pull I would specifically try to pull one of the mages in one of those pulls cuz they were black mages and I wanted to have my black mage duel. <laughs> and I would always get upset when somebody would pull it off of me.
0: Nice. Uh so fan, I wonder what your favorite class is.
2: Ah, uh, I I almost almost uh had an upset um Summoner is a very, very close second. I just Ooh. like I like big monster summons.
1: Mm. Summoning's um, fun.
2: The problem is is that like almost more so than black mages, summoners as a dedicated thing aren't super common, I don't think. At least not these days.
1: You know what's funny? Most most of the iconic Final Fantasy um, jobs are actually kind of rare in some of the more modern
2: games. This is true.
1: I think the, the only ones that you really see like consistently are probably like White Mage and Monk.
0: Well, one could argue that the evolution of the systems that exist inside these modern games is not permitted those... Very pure classes do exist yeah. anymore.
2: Hybrids, hybrids are much more uh, common.
0: Yeah, it's it's because how do I put this? Kind of like the nine issue that you uh, that you had Roma, whereas the game would lock you out of certain classes. Oh yeah, at certain points in the story, and it was really frustrating. Especially when
1: a... they don't give you a healer, right. you're like, I don't have a healer. Why don't I have a healer? You go through this entire long section at the beginning of the game without a healer.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying is those hybrids are more common. So you'll start a game where, for example, I'll use 12. I know you haven't played it, but 12, you start off. Um, several characters have the ability to cast basic cure spells mm-hmm. just just to start off. Um, the game gives you those really basic setups so that you have the opportunity to get through parts of the game without, you know, relying on tons of potions. Um, Whereas those earlier games, yeah, if you didn't have a a healer in your party, sometimes you were having a bad day.
1: Yeah, nine sucks early game because they don't give you Garnet. Like they give you Garnet and then they take her away from you and you have to play through this whole section of the game where you're bouncing back and forth between Garnet's party and Zidane's party. And Zidane's party doesn't have a healer. You've got like two thieves and a knight and black I, I, a black mage, and that's it.
0: No, they you don't have... have a knight.
1: Who's the fourth party member in that? I don't remember. Is it Queena? No,
0: you pick up uh, Quina and eventually Freya.
1: That's right. So you have, like, two thieves, and a black mage, and a blue mage, and then later on you get a dragoon, and that's it.
0: Yeah, you are all mainly damage-dealing, because... Yikes. Remember, Steino went with that's uh, right. dagger with dagger at that point.
1: And Freya has some mild healing abilities, but they're not
0: very good. Yeah, at least not that early on, because Race's wind is actually really good. But I think that's not until disc two. Right. Yeah.
2: Anyway, dagger. sorry, sorry, Finn. No, to to actually answer the question, I I am going to go with dragoon because dragons.
1: Because dragons. Um,
2: and uh. Yeah, as as much as I love Astinian as a character, and um, Fang is a lot of fun. I I've got to go with uh, Kane, the archetype, the original Dragoon. Yeah. Well, no, actually. No. No. Uh, Final Fantasy Two had uh, Rickard, Ricard. Ricard. Ah. Was the he was the original dragoon, but. Kane kind of defined
0: the class. Um, oh so, Kane's the iconic Dragon. Yes.
2: Like gotcha. he he took he has, a lot of elements from fight. Ricard. He ha he took a lot of elements from Ricard, like the jump and the lance and all and the, the basic armor design, but but Kane is just he's really brought the Dragoon into what it is.
1: I'm not as familiar with the older games. Did Was Ricard as connected to dragons as dragoons have become? Yes. Okay. Yes,
3: he the, was.
2: I mean, because um, they, they actually had, uh, like, wyvern
1: mounts. Gotcha. Because the, the thing that I find odd about Freya, because Nine is, is so much about going back to the roots, is she is not connected to dragons at all. She just gets the jumps and the the spear and and the basic abilities.
0: Yeah, yeah lore the based. Same yeah, lore based. That is true. I will say though that her later abilities. There's a dragon. Oh gosh, dragon <laughs> seal. It's a dragon something. She gets a dragon ability that deals damage based on the amount of dragons that that you have felt.
1: Okay, but that doesn't deal? really lore have based, many yeah. lore based
0: like yeah. it doesn't. I'm just letting you know.
1: Right, but it doesn't It doesn't have a really strong... She doesn't even wear, like, dragon armor or anything like that. She no, wears a red be. mage's outfit.
3: Huh. For the most part, yeah.
1: She's got, like, the, the tall hat and the, the overcoat and all of that. She looks yeah. like she should be a red mage.
0: Yeah, it, especially um, Sir Fratley. Yeah. Even more, even more so, I would say. Because he's got the cool hat and everything. They dress little, like... A little different colors, but... They
1: dress like red mages or bards. But... They have like all the jumps and everything. They 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 operate like dragons. So from a lore standpoint, like I find that really odd, especially considering, like I said, Nine was supposed to be like going back to the roots of the series. Right. So that yeah. was I just I was curious about that because you had mentioned that like Ricard was the original dragon.
2: Yeah, and and Kane really just built off of Ricard's um, foundation. But yeah. Um actually again, a lot of the modern Dragoon type characters don't really have that dragon connection. Uh you look at I mean, Sid had a uh That's um, fair, seven. that's
1: really true. He had so, a
2: he, he had a one of his limit break Limit Breaks, is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that the name for them in seven?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was I'm I'm pretty sure that's where the, the name Limit Break comes from is for because okay. 'cause they're yep. called something else he, and everything
0: else. Yeah, they're Desperation Attacks in 6. He had a um, Dragonfire Dive attack.
2: But that was, like, the only real dragon motif that he's got going.
1: You know what, now that you mention that, I guess dragoons are not as rare as I thought they were, but the iconic dragon-type dragoons are.
2: Cause Actually, I'm trying to think. Was there a dragoon-type in 6? Like a lance user with the drain yes. and the jump. Mog. Okay.
0: Mog oh, the Moogle. Yeah, a Lance used jump and dance.
2: Okay. So there was that. Seven head Sid Highwind. There was was there one in eight? I don't know. There, there was not, not one no. in eight. There's not no. one in eight, but there was there was one in nine. Uh Kamari was your Dragoon. Dragoon slash Blue Mage. Right. Both. Um
1: and in my game, dragoon slash mage slash <laughs> thief.
2: Um, of course, eleven had had the job. Um, twelve did. Twelve really was the one. same
0: way. Uh, twelve was you could choose whatever you wanted to be. Right. So there one wasn't. of them is actually a dragoon.
2: Oh, okay, I may not have gotten that far.
0: Do you use spears? And well, all right. So they're not called dragoons in the game. Right, you use no. Spears. But and they have special abilities, um, but uh, yeah, not as traditional. Again,
2: and then you know, Fang in Thirteen. She had she had a jump. She had the lance, but again, not a whole lot of like, not the dragon motif is missing from a lot of them. Yeah, until fourteen. <laughs> until yeah, until.
1: And then until it's the all about games. dragons.
2: Which is all dragons all the time. And then, and then, uh, fifteen has a uh, thief dragoon hybrid.
1: Thief
0: Dragoon? Are you talking about Iggy? Oh. Is, is, would, would you not classify him as a thief?
1: I would classify him as a rogue.
0: I would classify okay, him as a treasure hunter, thank you very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I wouldn't even really say that he's a dragoon so much as a lancer. I think Aranea is probably the true dragoon.
0: Well, no, yes. Okay. Because yes, Iggy doesn't jump.
2: Iggy
1: doesn't jump.
0: Yes, he does. Yes, he Let's, does. No, Aranea is not a dragoon. That's crazy talk. Iggy does jump.
1: He doesn't jump he as does. high as Aranea does
0: though.
2: No, he doesn't, but he does have a jump and he does have the he does have a Lancet ability.
0: Well, I, okay. I, I think Aranea doesn't jump like I think she has magitech <laughs> weapon that yeah, allows no. her to jump up. To cover, be fair, cover, and then like fires straight into the ground like To like, be
1: fair, and she has To be fair, too.
2: she enjoys that.
1: To be fair, there is lore that supports the fact that Aranea already had a lot of her skills before she ever rose to the ranks that she has in the Garlean army. And therefore, I just called it the Garlean army.
3: <laughs> the Niflheim
1: army. And and they gave her the magitech to enhance her abilities. She already had all those abilities to begin with.
0: I'm What's... mixing
1: up 14 and 15 now, and that's a bad thing. What's...
0: Which empire are we talking about? There are lots of them. Which evil empire that
2: uses technology to invade <laughs>
1: <laughs> The Kingdom of Magic?
2: Wait, wait. Cause there's there uh there's like what? How many different games have that theme?
1: Most of them. Yeah. It's a running trend.
2: Although... Although fourteen and fifteen and maybe six are probably the most similar in uh style as far as
1: seven took it saying. in a different direction, but it kind of really did the same thing.
2: Mako yeah. But but I am I'm talking like aesthetically and yeah. just thematically, six yeah, literally, 14, fifteen. They and just like the look of the, the, the armor.
1: Nine kind of went the opposite direction, didn't it, with
0: the whole like Twelve has the same motif actually. Mm. It's okay. the Arcadian Empire. Are we Arcadian, I think so. And that then you had right. the judges, which yeah. is what the Garlean armor is basically yeah. built on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying, Roma?
1: I was saying nine kind of went the opposite direction because you had these these empires with all this magic that were
0: being like overrun.
1: Or no, empires with technology that were being overrun by like magic, and dragons, and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's actually a really good point. Steampunk, is, getting steamrolled. A f- <laughs> <laughs> Just a fun little uh, subversion.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, odd that Nine was the one that was supposed to be going back to its roots, but it it changed right. a lot of the fundamental pieces of mm-hmm. of the lore.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's hard to do a, a world, an entire world level conflict without bringing in some kind of um politics or war and it's very, very easy just to have one particular country that wants to wipe out other countries or rule other countries. Again, I will it's a common problem in our own society and world.
1: I will point out Tales of the Abyss actually did that very, very well. But we're not talking about Tales.
0: <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. I
2: I I don't have enough experience with the Tales series to go into tales yet i'm just talking
1: about like tales of the abyss specifically because it felt like that was the way it was going in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then you find out that they're both being like both countries are being completely manipulated and neither of them are, are really right or wrong
0: if if you were ever to play abyss and we wanted to do a talk about it i would actually have to go back and probably read up on a lot of it because there is a lot going on in that game
1: I have the benefit of my coworkers actually playing through the game for the first time. So we go to lunch every day, and that's like all we talk about is what she what, what happened in the game, and I'm getting to remember a lot of it. It's it's a lot of fun.
2: I'll have to steal it from Emma at some point. Although I, I need to finish Symphonia. I need to finish Symphonia.
1: Never played that one either.
2: And then I've got Graces as well waiting on me.
1: Maybe I should just skip Vesperia and go straight to Graces.
2: What's they up want- to you? You wanna borrow it. <laughs> we have
1: it. Okay. That was actually my first introduction to we're we're not even talking about Tales today. I don't know why I'm going into this. But that was my first introduction was um Jack's got Tales of Graces and he was playing it and then we found out that Tales of the Abyss was getting re released on the three D S and that I was already familiar with a lot of the English voice cast, so mm-hmm. that's that's why I got it and started playing
0: it. I, I basically convinced her that we were going to buy it. Because I know she was kinda of like, eh, and I'm just like, no, 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 it's really good. You need to play it because this, 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 this. I think I you'll know. really enjoy it. I really think you'll enjoy it. We so we bought it and she enjoyed it. And,
1: and then I, I played ready. and I played the entirety of it in between like getting to calm and and going to the chocobo farm in Final Fantasy Seven. So we'll get into that um in a minute, but that like yeah. completely threw off my entire perception of that game. And I blame Tales of the Abyss for why I had so many issues with with, um, wrapping my mind around the twist of Final Fantasy VII.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Okay. Okay.
1: But I think what we're going to do is something that we haven't actually done on this podcast yet, because we are running really long today. Um, I think we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to do spoiler talk about Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy X, and most importantly, Final Fantasy XV.
0: Okay. Days we're going to do bathroom breaks. And All right, sounds and good. Walk around. Yes.
1: All right, guys, we will be right back. All right, so that's going to be actually the end
0: of part
1: one. Uh, we ran really, really long, so we decided to cut it into two pieces. So for now, um, I'm Rama.
0: I'm Fen. I'm Jackson.
1: And join us next time for part two of Final Fantasy Discussion. Spoiler edition all the spoilers (laughs) thanks guys
2: thank you thank you